Welcome to the Live Explore podcast. If you like what you hear, please hit like and subscribe. Welcome everyone. I'm Sean Payne. This is Isaiah Chass, and we are the co-hosts of the Live Explore podcast. But today we're going to do the introduction, uh, the introduction to our new podcast series that we're going to be doing on the 15-minute neighborhood. Absolutely, this is a really cool topic that uh, has definitely gotten a lot more steam in the media recently. But it's something we've been talking about for a while together, and now we're telling other people what we have about it. Yeah, exactly. It's definitely getting more uh, more press, uh, I would say, both positively and negatively. And, and uh, um, I've been, one, like we said, we've been talking about doing this podcast for a while. And I, I think now is a great opportunity uh, to talk about uh, uh, kind of like really what the concept is, because I think there's a lot of misconceptions out there. That's why I'm excited to do the podcast is because I hear so many things about it. I'm like, oh, that's not really what it is. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, the 15-minute neighborhood. It's a concept in urban planning uh, that aims to improve the livability and sustainability of cities by ensuring that residents can access most of their daily needs within a 15-minute walk or bike ride uh, from their homes. Um, the idea has been popularized by various cities uh, around the world. And uh, uh I would say that uh, for some, it's very popular because it, it uh, broadens goals of reducing reliance on cars, lowering greenhouse uh, gas commissions, and promoting healthier lifestyles. I mean, also, it uh, reduced uh, co- you know, costs of, of cities in just terms of road construction and, and, and uh, utilities and things of that nature. But we'll get into that. So um, anyway, let's talk about some of the components of the 15-minute uh, the neighborhood. Um, and, and, and I think it's really important to point out, too, that the 15-minute neighborhoods, like, like anytime you have like an idea or a concept, you need to assign like a name to it so that it gains steam, right? Mm-hmm. And so like the 15-minute neighborhoods, just like it's not like, okay, it's an actual 15 minute neighborhood. Like it's, it's like an individual thing. Maybe someone it's like a five or seven minute neighborhood. Maybe some people it's a 25 minute neighborhood. Right? right. And I think that's what you'll find when you get into it deeper is that it's, it's for a lot of people, it, it really is more of a five minute neighborhood. Yeah, exactly. But I think at some point, like, you know, probably someone did some like some survey and figured out, Hey, the 15 minute neighborhood sounds the best to people or is most feasible for most people that way. And so that's where this name, or I have no idea where the name arrived, to tell you the truth, but that's what's going on that way. And, and so uh, just to know, it's just like, it's a concept of making things more accessible within the community that way. So let's get into the, some of the co- uh, components. The first one is accessibility. So in a 15 minute neighborhood, essential services such as grocery stores, schools, parks, and healthcare facilities, should be easy, uh, easily accessible within a 15-minute walk or bike ride. And again, let's that that 15-minute walk. That's a that's a personal uh, preference that way. So maybe it's 25 minutes, maybe it's seven minutes. You know, it's it's really up to you that way. But it's just about making things more accessible. Totally, so. yeah. And with things being accessible, that's also all sorts of uh, different components that are accessible, mixed-use development. So that's not just uh, a grocery store, but that's um, where you could work, where you could go um, to get breakfast, where you can get your groceries, um, where you can go to the gym, where you can meet up with friends in the afternoon to get a drink. It's, it's everything is housed within a certain area so that you don't have to travel an hour to get to those amenities. Um, and uh, it's, I'd say that probably the most important part of that is having housing within it because yes. you, you can't uh, you can't have a community that's all with, uh, I don't want to say self-sustained, but everything within a, a close proximity without 
you living there. You, you don't want to have to drive 25 minutes to work so right. that you have um, all those amenities in an area. Right, right. I mean, like, I mean, the more and more examples I've seen of like, whether it's Fresno, I mean, whatever city it is, like if you want to revitalize an area, you bring in housing and, and oftentimes affordable housing to that exact spot. And that's how like you'll increase business in that area and things of that nature. Totally. So and going on that even more is you, you can't have a 15 minute village when, uh, or 15 minute neighborhood when all of the shops that you're walking to are staffed by people that live 25 minutes away. Yep, exactly. That's, that's a really good point. That's a really good point. So um, we'll talk more about that um, as this series goes on. So uh, public transit, um, easy. And, and this is something, again, why like I, I don't think, you know, this is a this is a concept that's going to take a while to implement. We don't have the public trans transportation here. It's a really it's a, it's a needed component within this. Um, you know, we have the smart train here now, um, but we need better public transit to really make this work, and 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 so that it provides easy access uh, to efficient public transportation. Uh, trans transportation options is another important aspect, promoting connectivity to other parts of the city without reliance on cars. So, you know, again, we have like, you know, we have the smart train that for people that don't work in the area potentially can can use that. But how do you get there? You know, so like, uh, you know, we have to increase the the ability to get there, whether it's through buses and things of that nature, or, uh, or uh, you know, maybe it's bike and, and walkability that way as well, mm -hmm. uh, or, or, you know, alternative forms of transportation. Um, we, one of this series should be like all the cool things that are run by batteries now that you can ride around on. Right. So. Yeah. And on, on that point of public transportation, being able to get to those public transit stations yes. um, in safe and active ways. So um, whether that's riding your bicycle or walking to a public uh, transportation, or even if you're not walking to public transportation, just walking or riding your bike in general, it's hard to do that when you don't have uh, safe ways to do that. So in a lot of cities, it, it, you, you might not even want to ride your bicycle down the street because you're afraid you're going to get hit by a car. Uh, you look at areas in Petaluma, uh, like North McDowell, and they've added pylons separating the, right, right. the road from the bike lane. And, and that's, you know, going into tactical urbanism, that's a whole other uh, conversation. But if you don't have those, those safe modes of transportation for people, there's no way you're going to have them uh, using those methods. Right, right. And I think it's important to note that, like, Painting a bike lane does not increase safety for, for bike riders that way. Um, but it seems that uh, there are some studies that show that that having those like little barriers in between does. So that's why hopefully we see more and more of those. And you, you mentioned tactile urbanism. I think, you know, what we'll dedicate, you know, a part of the 15-minute neighborhood to tactical urbanism and talking about that that way. Uh, also, uh, uh, my dog is here in the podcast, and he's chewing on his bone. So he's being as good as he possibly could right now. But if you hear, like, a, a bone being chewed on in the background, uh, that's Cameron right he there. He is being good right now, though. He, yes, he is being good. So uh, so anyway, uh, so, yes, safe and, and active transportation. Also, green spaces. I mean, incorporating parks and green spaces to promote healthy well-being and biodiversity, also ensuring spaces for community interaction you know as you as you increase density in a, in a city making sure that people have green spaces uh, are, is so important um, 
I'm sorry, but the Scott Scott's Ranch project keeps popping up in my head. Thinking about uh, uh, you know the park that's going in there and and how I really hope they have more of a human component because you know if if you increase the density in downtown Petaluma, what a great place to have a park to have some type of educational component or or something of that nature by Helen Putnam that way. So um, somehow I'm going to bring light to that. Uh, anyway, uh, on to on to the uh, next one. Yeah, so. and and with that, I, th- I think your point is is community building. Mm-hmm. So. So there has to be parts of a community where people can come together, interact, um, and ensure that there's a vibrant local culture. So uh, I, th- I think a good example of that, which it also happens to be a green space, is in, in Katadi, the park, mm-hmm. where people go there on a regular basis. And there's a sense of community, I think, a lot of those uh, between a lot of those people because they see each other on a regular basis. Um, and uh, there's a place that uh, people can you know, build those connections with. So just places where people can come together as a whole, whether that's a, a park or um, just a centralized area um, where they can, you know, Right. See each other and, and, yeah, and great point. communicate with each other. Yeah, especially like, you know, uh, people of, of different backgrounds, um, you know, different generations that way. I mean, that's that's that what's that's the special sauce of a community that way of that interaction. Absolutely. So and, and then finally, like uh, sustainability, you know, encouraging sustainable practices, um, waste reduction, local food production, aligning with broader environmental goals. I mean, th- uh, you know, food production really goes into the for me like one thing that during covid that i was really thankful for is that like nationally we're seeing like all these food shortages like all over stores right and we did certainly have it here in sonoma county but um i would say like the 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 smaller markets like oliver's market um the markets that source locally here didn't have shortages and so that just made me think like we, we need our ag land. Like everything's like, you don't think about that until um, the crap hits the fan, but you're like, hey, it's really nice to be situated in the middle of an agricultural community and have access to f- food in those, in those times, right? And so that's why I just think it's so important. Like, okay, look at the developments that are going around. They're eating up ag land, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's why I just think that like, take that into consideration that, that uh, you know, I think local food production is so important. And then that too, community gardens on top of that, incorporating community gardens. I mean, um, SOMO. That, uh, you read my mind the whole time you were talking about yeah, right? uh, farmland and community gardens. I was, I was just about to say, give a shout out to, to SOMO Village. Because yeah. That's, I think that's the epitome of, of, of really a five minute village for, for that. Yes. I think that's what they were trying to design and a uh, very forward thinking. Uh, I, I, I'm pumped. I want to see that project come through, but why, why sustainability is like local food production. The developer there took 25 acres and rather than putting in more housing or just like pr- protecting his bottom line, they're putting in like a community garden to, to grow food. They're working with the local, was it the high school there? Uh, yeah. Uh, is um, it Comstock? I don't want to get that wrong, but the local high school there that's teaching them about, I mean, like, you know, food production and things like that. And they're selling it to the local community there, man, that just seems like a win, win, win. So, so, um, you know, you know, it can happen that way. And I'm, I'm, I'm credo, credo, credo. That's what it is. Yep. Yep. So, so those are kind of like some of the the main talking points. Everyone's going to have their own like little definitions and variances that way, but, but those are ours. And I think what we'll do is we'll, we'll go into more depth of each of those, um, over in this series that way. But, um, let's, let's talk about like some of the noise that the 15 minutes, you know, neighborhoods getting, I, uh, I, I, again, like I've definitely heard it more on 
I don't know to say both sides, but I've heard it like positively and negatively. And the, it's the negative comments that I'm, I'm really curious about because, uh, that's, that's kind of what's been giving me the motivation to do this podcast. Um, I, you know, I don't want to get political because I don't define myself by a political party or any type of ideology that way. But, but there's certainly that already everything's political these days. And, and the 15 minute village is becoming, uh, political. And I almost like people consider it like a social movement, you know, and, and that's what I find so funny is because really we're going back to a way that, that the majority of the world has and, and is living. Um, but we have this weird, like urban sprawl that happened over the last hundred years and it's just not sustainable. But here's the thing that I, that's, that I find like really strange is that I hear a lot of people like kind of pounding our chest being like, Hey, we're not socialists. This is America you know, uh, democracy, freedom, things of that nature. Dude, that's what this is. Like, that's what I'm so confused about. That's what I don't think people understand is like they pound on their chest. I want my cars and driving around and things like that. And like, okay, that's good. You can totally have that. No one wants to take that away from you. But what this is, is like the government over the years has put so many zoning laws into place and so many ordinances that the free market can't exist at this point in real estate. Like if you have a need for a community market, it probably can't go in there right now. Mm -hmm. Right. Or like, you know, what about like, uh, you know, we're, we're in Petaluma right here talking, uh, this is where the podcast room and our, our office is. but what about a uh, crooked goat? Just a couple blocks up that one in there. Like, that's a really cool, like, uh, addition to the neighborhood. Dude, that's the 15 minute neighborhood. Like totally. that's really what the concept is. So it's like, let's pull back the, the government restrictions. Let's stop you know, the government has basically been telling us how to live our life. Like, okay, you can shop over in this section and you can live over in this section, you know, and you're going to work over in this section and you're going to travel around like that. And, um, you know, not to be conspiracy theorists, but certainly this is beneficial to the car and, 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 you know, gas industry that way. And so really, I just feel like so many people are like, fooled thinking that like, Hey, you know, this is America. It's like, dude, how about we just pull back the government all these, these zoning overlays and, and all these, you know, everything that restricts building and let the free market figure it out. And, you know, uh, th that's really with, with guidelines in place, like some soft guidelines, like, okay, there should be like, you know, at this point you can see what an idiot I am, but like, you know, I don't know what the criteria is, but maybe it's like a radius of like, okay, you have to have a community market within so many, uh, you know, within this radius or, and then, and then they can define where that exactly is or that way. So there's like, you have to have these things, but let the free market figure out where exactly they go that way. And that's, and that's really what it is. But what happens like in order to do that, you're going to have to take away the ability to drive cars all around. It's just not feasible. Things have to be more dense. So you have to make things like more bike friendly and, and more walk friendly. And I know, I, I think, I certainly think there's a younger generation. You can talk more about that. That would embrace those type of things that way where, where we hear from the older generation. It's like, no, we don't want that. Right. You know? Well, I think it's, it's also that, this, the whole idea, it's not trying to take cars away or say that you can't go somewhere. You, you can't drive 15 minutes away. You have to stay in this area. Really, it's, it's creating these communities where you totally can go somewhere else. You just you won't need to. You won't want to. Once you get that whole community put together, you will want right. to walk to the store. You will want to ride your bicycle because it makes more sense. Right. The reason everyone has such a, I guess, connotation or negative connotation to it now is because in our current state, in our current, uh, the, the way our, the fabric of our communities are laid currently, 
it doesn't make sense. You wouldn't want to do that. And right. that's why I, I'd say there's, um, I guess, some opposition to it because totally, if you live in West Petaluma, you're not going to want to walk or ride your bicycle to Target on the other side of town. It's unsafe. Right. And it it's just not an enjoyable time. But once you have that uh, that community set up where you have the, the community market for uh, groceries and you have the coffee shop all within walking distance, you will enjoy that. You will want to walk there. Right. Well, I mean, east side Petaluma is even even more difficult because you have you have that track housing. You know, and again, like if, if you want to put in community markets, it's already very difficult, but zoning wouldn't allow it that way, right. you know. And, and uh, but at the same time, like if 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 you want to leave the neighborhood, you totally can. Obviously, you can get in your car. It's just that where you're going might take a, just a little bit longer, and that's right. it, you know. And, but again, that's like you're allowing people to make choices how they want to travel. Isn't that freedom more so than just forcing everyone to be in cars? And that's what I right. just don't get. Uh, I so, mean, that's how so much of Europe is that it's you walk everywhere. It, it makes more sense. It, yeah, it does. It does. You know. Uh, so I mean, that's really what the concept about. No one's no one's like take off your tinfoil hat. No one's going to take away your 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 car or anything like that. I'm a car guy. I know you're a car guy. Mm-hmm. Like uh, you know, I have like the worst financial investment: a broken down Porsche in my in a gas powered Porsche in my uh, garage. Uh, so I love cars, but, but maybe there's just like, if you want to go, gr- you know, have a, have a pint of beer somewhere, maybe, maybe it's better just to walk two or three blocks down to the local, you know, the local brewery that's on your corner there than having to drive across town or across town or something like that. Mm-hmm. So that's part of it. So, absolutely. Um, so, uh, I, I think that's a good start to this and we'll go into more de- detail. I'm not exactly sure how many episodes we'll put that together and how to divide it up, but, um, stay tuned, please hit like, and subscribe for more, uh, more information on the 15 minute neighborhood. And we look uh, forward to diving into this, uh, concept and hopefully we can get some people on here and talk about this. Absolutely. And on that note, if you are listening and know of a business or are a business owner that feels that you contribute to the 15-minute neighborhood or uh, would like to be involved in the 15 neighborhood, reach out. We'd love to have you on and, and talk about that even further with you. You know what? On that note, if you're totally against the 15-minute neighborhood and you want to come on and, and bring some points on, like, I, I you know, let's, let's have a discussion that way. Absolutely. I mean, I think one of the things is, is like uh, – one of the can go and this is like a, a fairy tale idea because it's going to take a long time to to uh, to put in place. Yeah, it's going to take decades. You know, it's going to take a long time. But when do you start? You know, uh, the best time to start was yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I I do think it's feasible over time. It's 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 something we have to do. We're going to go broke if we don't. So um, anyway, I got off on a tangent. But uh, please hit like and subscribe uh, to see more of this content for the fifteen minute uh, fifteen minute neighborhood. Uh, I'm Sean Payne. Uh, this is Isaiah Chass, and uh, we'll see you soon. See you next time. Welcome to the Live Explore podcast. If you like what you hear, please hit like and subscribe.